So we're we're a Christian um, group of guys, and we're all followers of Christ. And I do want to talk a little bit about this. And I look up, and he's trying to click the camera on, and I go 72 yards. My strategy was completely different. I east got in these areas, and I knew the terrain features I wanted to hunt. These smaller bucks start hitting it, and then the older age class deer start hitting it. I think our deer are home at bigger ranges than we want to admit, just I, because of the more pressure. I 100% agree. I think that I would rather use a scrape line because I imagine that there's more bucks hitting a scrape line because the line's longer. <laughs> <laughs> Elevated sets are great. Um, different cameras respond different to them because what a lot of people don't understand is it's not a uh, motion sensor that set these cameras off. Wrap it up, Kevy. Send us home, baby. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Born Again Mahoning Podcast. On this episode, we are joined by some familiar voices for you guys, I'm sure. So uh, we're joined by the Simon Brothers. Yep. Yep. This will be the last podcast in the semi-live series. We're just going to talk about camp life, maybe expectations of camp, uh, the hunting in general, maybe some things next year if we do this again to kind of change because it seems like the last two years we've been kind of bent over on the temperature um, so we really would like to experience this kind of hunting in a better environment. And I, st- I still don't think we've seen good deer hunting down here yet. And, uh, we just kind of want to talk about it and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys introduce yourself for people that maybe haven't listened to a podcast with you guys on before or know about you guys? Well, I was going to have Caleb, because you know, <laughs> he's the talker of the group, but, uh, we're Simon Brothers Outdoors, uh, Basically, it's just us four brothers. We have a couple other stragglers as well. But lately, we've been traveling around hunting. We do a lot of hunting at home on our home farms in Ohio. Try to film everything. We don't get too crazy with sponsors or anything like that. We're just trying to make memories and uh, make ourselves a little bit known in the industry. And that's that's kind of what we do. Cool. And we run the Deer Shot podcast. And we run a new podcast. Yeah, it's been going for about three months now. And Luke's sleeping in the couch. Yeah. The only one of us to kill a deer this year. Yeah, yeah. sleeping. The one who's killed a deer is not here actually right now. He's inside. He doesn't like the podcast thing. It's not, <laughs> not his game. Not, not, not his not thing. It's not his. He's not much of a talker. We get him on every once in a while. Yeah, it's a good. I enjoy your guys' podcast. No, yeah, it's for good. sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed that deer facts one that you did. We try to have our own kind of style. You know, there's a million podcasts yeah. now, and everything. Everyone's got their own thing, and it's all saturated. So we kind of try to have our own little, you know niche that we are building on but we do we do a lot of do a lot of shooting from the hip with our podcast we don't really go in with much of a plan yeah some of them are scripted like the deer you know the deer facts one was scripted and we have a couple we have a couple where we tell stories so like those are scripted but a lot of them are just what's going on now or what you know whatever gets brought up did a lot of it talks about our trips and our videos and some of the content we put out a lot of it it's all kind of revolves around each other yep yep so that's, yeah, kind of how we do it. Yeah, definitely check their stuff out, guys. Um, they are actually the ones who invited us to this camp uh, two years ago, last year, I think. Yeah. And uh, so check out their content because, you know, if you guys like our podcast, I'm sure you'd like theirs. Yeah, it's been a fun week. I got to, st- let's just start by saying, like, 
as different contrasting styles as we have and different personalities and hunting styles and everything that we do that's different, camp goes real smooth. Yeah, the actual sure. in the cabin part. Like, yeah, yeah. No drama. There's no Everyone's drama. cooking together. You know, like we kind of do our own things, but then we kind of don't do our own things and there's been no arguments. And this is two years we've done it now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's been smooth sailing. Like, no, we really real get along smooth. with you guys. We appreciate it. And truly, like we... Yeah, we'd share camp with you guys anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Been, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Enjoyed One thing it. we do love to do is nap. Yeah. <laughs> this year, actually. No shortage of so like nap. Last year was like kind of <laughs> nappy. I love the napping. <laughs> like a little nappy, but like this year, naps have played a huge role. I think it's because we're all getting older, you know? <laughs> getting, not, up at, getting up at 5 a.m. and walking a couple miles, like, you know, a noon strikes, and it's like, eh, let's just, well, let's siesta a little We were bit. watching, uh, what was it? Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ethan was sleeping on the couch. Oh. He started to snore a little bit. Not a little. He's and the Luke, worst. Caleb snorer. just like, hey, somebody smack him. Hit him. <laughs> yeah. Hit him. Because he's the worst <laughs> snorer ever. Like, I've never met anyone in my life. And I work at a firehouse with dudes that have like legitimate problems with sleeping <laughs> and snoring. So Luke's snoring. over there just hitting him a couple of times. Oh, man. His snoring is out of control. I thought it was funny, though, because like when he would hit you, obviously, you know, like you didn't say what you didn't say, like what's going on. Like you just knew that, OK, I'm <laughs> snoring. Yeah. yeah, it's been 26 years of doing that. <laughs> Outside the snoring, it's gone pretty well. Yeah, me and Ethan are sleeping in the same same room in here in the cabin. And I have to have like a stack of pillows to throw at him all night long <laughs> so I can get a little bit of sleep. He starts snoring. I start throwing pillows. <laughs> Yeah. What happened to your tent? I never even got like the full story. Well, I got up about three o'clock in the morning, you know, take a leak. And then in my sleepiness, I stumbled and fell back into it, trying to like, you know, crawl back into it. And I ripped the whole zipper off the outside of it. So my favorite tent is broke right now. You think it's a warranty though? Yeah, yeah. I it I saw that there's a warranty form on their website, so I just got to do all that and hopefully they should take it, care of you. I, yeah. I would imagine pretty good company. How many there, nights but. have you been in that tent this year? Well, between that tent and the other, the bigger tent that I was in that I was sharing with a buddy, it was forty five nights. And you year. and you broke it in Indiana in a yard. Like, yeah, in a yard <laughs> on a seventy degree night, basically glory camping out out yeah, in front of a in, camp. in a manicured yard. I broke the tent. You packed it all the way up a mountain in Montana, and it's fine. But you White. break it here. Yeah. Well, that's the best place to break it, though. Yeah, I don't have to rely on it for any days. So yeah, that's nice. I was just gonna say that all the time out west and. Um, you break it here. It's yeah. It's funny. something to be said. Uh, a little bit more careful with things that your kind of your life depends on a little bit more out there mm-hmm. than, than here. I was sleeping in the tent out of comfort to escape people snoring. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think about what do you, what do you guys think about the hunting? What do, I mean, obviously the temperature has been terrible. Well, unfortunately, this is our third year in a row that we have come up here, and it's been. 80 degrees so we've hunted in 80 degree temperatures when did you guys go the first year like what time of year so the very first year we went it was the first week of november like i think it was like november it oh, might so have been it like was, november 3 so it was like rough yeah so like november 3 through through november and maybe like six or seven and it was cold i'm like 20 degrees in the mornings 50 at you know a high of 50 throughout the day like it was legitimately cold lots of chasing action um our, our camp killed a nice buck that year. Um, that's when I saw my biggest buck up here on the hoof. Like, it was a great year. We came back again for year two in 2020, and it was just like now. We came 
And that week, and that was a week later, November seventh through like November. Oh, you went the second week. Yeah, so like November seventh through maybe November eleventh, and it was eighties, just like this. Shoot. And the hunting was like pretty much exactly the same. We filmed a bunch of smaller, immature bucks. You know, I don't want to say smaller. We filmed some immature bucks and a bunch of does, and it was just not a lot of movement. And the day, the day we left was opening day of gun season. Yeah. So what we noticed with that trip was. We were there the week leading up to gun season. The pressure in the woods was starting to get pretty heavy. A lot of people coming in, hanging stands. A lot of people sighting their guns in yeah. because I would imagine we were we were near a big city, so I'd imagine a lot of these people didn't have anywhere to shoot their guns. So they were coming to the national forest just to sight their guns in. <laughs> Classic. So yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, and then obviously last year we were all here together. Everyone has, I'm assuming, been at least seen a little bit of that content. So it's yep. also hot. The only time it was cold, there was a couple. You and Isaac both killed bucks when it was cold, and then it got we had hot. like the first three days of the trip. I think were cold three for three or four days, and we hit one of them. And yeah. then after that, it went just like now. It was like eighty degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was it? It was a little bit colder when you guys got here this trip. Yeah, just, just but not not as cold as last year. Last year it was like in the twenties. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah, because that first morning I shot my deer last year, I was freaking cold yeah it, i was getting ready to get down because i was so cold no like when yeah. we went there was one spot where we went into this giant bottom and i remember like oh my gosh I, you could see your breath and it was had winter my winter jacket was on and but then during the day it would get into like the 50s i think right yeah but just in the mornings it was real cold man 20s and 50s would be awesome oh, it'd be so nice. be so nice this year the coldest was like Mid forties in the morning or something like that. I think the coldest I saw in my truck when we woke up was forty one. Yeah, that was the morning before we got here because that was the morning I had that mature buck yeah. in my one yep. spot on his feet in yep. daylight, and that was the last daylight picture I have of a buck. And you know what's frustrating about that is, like weeks leading into the trip, the weather looked fantastic. Yeah, it was cold and like I shouldn't say cold, but like fifties and like you know like low thirties, and then. The week before we come, the temperature mm-hmm. kept climbing mm-hmm. and climbing and climbing. And and it shows with our trail camera pictures. We were getting pictures oh, of mature yeah. bucks. We were getting some pictures during the day of mature bucks. Yeah, that. I had a shooter in my one spot like four days before we came. Yeah. And, like right at first light. So like we were like excited, you know, this is mm-hmm. going to happen. And then we got here and everything dried up. I did yeah. get that same buck last night. Right, technically this morning on camera, like 3 a.m. So he was moving again. That big one? Since we've been here. Yeah, that like 125-inch April. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other one. No, no. The big one was in September. That big, big one was in September only. Gotcha. So there's like five good ones, but the one I've had in my one cell cam over and over again is this mature eight-point, and I've had him only I had him this morning the first time since we've been here. He was moving this morning early, like 3 a.m. It's possible I bumped him out on the way in today. I, I bumped two deer in two different spots on the way in they were like bedded on these knobs single deer that just went into the bottoms right away never caught a glimpse of them so it's tough that that's one thing i've been learning out here is that access is everything it's tricky because like the deer it's almost like they know my tail direction you're coming from you know access off the roads because like we always i always seem to bump a ton of deer on the way in morning or afternoon it doesn't matter which hunt and there's no other way we can possibly get to some of these no. spots. Like, there's only one way in and out. Yeah. And I think they've gotten accustomed to that. Yeah, they and figured it out. I don't know if you guys noticed with the sign, but most of these public pieces around here have these fire roads going through them. And the only place I was finding sign was actually on these fire roads. There was a couple times I tried to go around, go through some thick stuff, and get off these fire roads and go through ridges that didn't have the roads. 
and I was just seeing most of the sign right on those roads. Yeah, and, we, ro- we, and the roads—they're not—they're not exactly roads; they're just old trails. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We found a couple like that with some good sign on the right dead center of yep. the. Yeah, we've been finding a lot of our sign on benches. I think all of our opportunities were benches three quarters of the way up. If I'm thinking right, and except for. Jarrett's buck was in a bottom when we were anticipating move, movement coming off of one ridge, down a bottom, getting up on another bench that led to private. So that's where all of our opportunities have come from. But buck sign's been... We talked about it on the podcast before, but not with you guys sitting here. Last year, we could walk 10 feet and you'd find a scrape. And you'd walk another 10 feet and there's another scrape. And this year, there's like one or two. And they're they're opened like they're using like you sent me that Snapchat today they're they're opening them up it's just it's all at night yeah you know that that buck the the one I sent you a Snapchat of was that buck hit that scrape at you know three thirty a.m. yeah he wrecked it pretty good I mean there was dust and leaves I mean he he scraped it but yeah it's just it's it's disheartening because of the amount of time you prepare scouting mm-hmm. trips cameras we you know you buy equipment and stuff you know we've honestly been able to make this. Once, since we have all the equipment, this this trip is pretty cheap. Um, you know, the tag's the most expensive part. The yeah. cabin, when you break it down, it's not expensive. Our food bill was like 40 bucks a guy for our yeah. group, like yeah. nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Gas and tags, but just the time and the overall, all that, and, like, you get here, and, like, you're just, you're fighting nature, and you can't beat it. Like, you just can't beat it. It just proves that weather trumps all. Yeah. You know, like, guys will say, like, oh, what's the number one, you know, deer factor in movement? Well, weather. Well, and I know that the hardcore guys are going to say, well, the deer are still there and you just got to go find them. It's like, it's not that simple when you only have four or five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the guys that are saying that are guys that live close enough to where they're year round. Or do it for a living where they, I mean, see, like, I kind of wanted to talk about that, not to bash on THP by all means, but like guys think that they go to every state and just kill and kill and kill. But, you know, they're there for two, three weeks sometimes out of the year. They go there for a week. And then they come back and then they go back for another week. And it's like, we don't have that opportunity. And if you've noticed not to bash THV because they are really great at what they do this year, they're killing everything in Iowa yeah, right by their house. Like they're they're not, they're not traveling. You know, they did do, they went, they did some of the earlier season stuff like the Dakotas or whatever, but like they're not in Missouri. They're not in Ohio. They're not in Indiana right now. No, I know they will be probably, but Mm -hmm. like they haven't done any of those trips because and and warp is I've heard warp talk about how they spread themselves way too too thin, thin yeah the, the last couple of years they've tried to bite off way more than they could chew and they had yep. a bunch of unfilled tags so I and like, we obviously are all sitting around here I understand that yep. like all of us yeah. I guess but <laughs> like we understand that but yeah to try to get it done in four or five days especially like you know in my in my case I'm holding out for a mature deer and it's it's, whew, it's yeah it's a struggle. Our goal was a two-and-a-half-year-old coming in just because we knew that we probably wouldn't be coming back. Um, kind of got a little heat for, you know, killing some immature deer or throwing Someone arrows. Someone left a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone was leaving you guys in notes. I mean, I don't know. Guys can... There was a guy... We I'll let you read... Facebook message. To I'll let you read the message. I mean, I'm sure the guy will listen to it because he's listened to the whole podcast series and he, he kind of has been, like, you know, messaging us back and forth, telling us, that, you know, that we're... You know, not good enough to. He must be having a real good time hunting right now. Yeah, he's that concerned about. Yeah. What... Well, I mean, supposedly he's trying to manage the deer on on public because he owns a farm that butts up to it, and he was trying to like tell me today how, 
you know, I, I shouldn't get into it. No, you know, I mean, we can't. I think this is the perfect time to get into it. <laughs> I mean, all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll just be the devil's advocate just for the hell of it. What's the difference between that and like us back at our home farm with an outfitter next door killing all every young buck? It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, I get it. Because we have our private farm at home and we have an outfitter next door that's 700 acres and they just indiscriminately kill every buck they can. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And this, those guys are paying for it and it is memories and all that. But like, we're going to sit there in our shop and be like, oh, God, another year and a half old buck killed. That guy that you're talking about that's messing with you is in the same boat. You know, maybe he's got his farm and he pays his taxes and builds his food plots and all this stuff. And then out of state guys come and just shoot deer well then don't the don't buy a farm next to public right. would be my argument i still think i would like to buy a farm next to public though i would i would like the i would, I would like the option of being able yes. to go real far 100%. and then like have my own 100 percent. i've always thought that like it, it makes your hunting bigger yeah you know what i mean 100 percent. and you could do stuff like this yeah. maybe you know if you don't have enough room on your private you can still have your camp and have guys yeah i've always thought about that yeah. for out-of-state stuff but not to get too far off top no nah, and it for us it's it's not about like you know, he was talking about like views and stuff. Like you're just killing to kill for your for your YouTube or whatever. And it's like, truly, I don't. It's not about that. Like we, Jarrett wanted to fill a tag, and arguably, like if a doe would have walked by, he would have shot that. It was just that was his first opportunity at a deer. Period. And that's he, one of those things that's like becoming a common um, talking point on social media is killing to kill because you have a channel. But like the smaller channels, not that we're like, I wouldn't consider us really small, but the smaller channels don't have the right, like the leeway that THP does because THP kills younger bucks too. Mm-hmm. And nobody bashes and on them. No nobody gets bent out of shape. They, yeah. well, no, some, I mean, some, there, there is a select few that actually do bash them, but the majority of their fans love it. So, yeah. you know, it just depends on the angle of the person that's complaining basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny he mentioned that big one though. That like uh, oh, he know he knew about. Oh, it? I'm dude. I bet I'm convinced that every local around this area knows about that. I mean, deer. we would back at home because he was arguing about how we're trophy hunters and we were just you know we just killed to kill for content because otherwise you guys wouldn't have been hunting that big one. And he kind of like mentioned where it was at, so like he knew where it was at, and it's like, well, yeah, of course you're gonna go try to kill a big one if you know about them, but you know ultimately, you know. If you're gonna fill a tag, fill a tag. Yeah. You know? So this guy knows what we're even hunting around here. Oh, hundred. He's local. I, I would assume oh, okay. so. Yeah. So he's been listening to our our podcast series that we've been dropping daily podcast, and I don't know if he found us last year, or this year. I don't know, but he was real mad about Jared's little forky. Oh. Hmm. He, you'll have to give me. You'll have to just slide me a name so I can see if he like. Well, I looked at his... If he comments any of our stuff type of thing. Yeah, I will. I looked at his profile and, you know, because we're not like friends. I think it was on Facebook. We're not friends on Facebook, obviously. And I don't think I can look at his because it's private. But from looking at his profile picture, I would would argue that he's not like a killer. But I say I shouldn't get into that because I... I'm I'm being the bad guy now for even talking about it, and and I know he's <laughs> listening to this, and I do want to apologize because that's that's the wrong thing for me to do. Well, everyone has, and that's the beauty. Like I talked about at the beginning, everyone has their style. Like our our we have so many different contrasting styles here in this camp, even, but we get along great. Yeah, you know, I was holding out for something more mature. That doesn't mean everyone has to. That doesn't mean anything. It, just because we have legitimately a freezer at home at the shop with five hundred pounds of venison in it, so like I don't need to kill. Just yeah, to yeah. at this yeah. point because we have so much meat and we, we eat it all and we're, we'll eat most of that this year. But 
to kill just to kill for me was I had you know I've been trying every year to get to that mature buck and Kevin beat me to it Isaac, <laughs> Isaac beat me to it so two guys here have already beat me to it but you know I'm four years in but it I, I'm I am ingrained at this point yeah yeah you're now committed. I am committed you know I don't know when I'll be back to Indiana with all the life changes next year but I will be hunting in this state again and continuing to try and yeah and I want to kill one at my spot real bad yeah no you're <laughs> in the spot it's just a matter of time weather and weather weather yeah. weather yeah you can't tell me with all those scrapes and all that sign we've been finding if it was 30 degrees and cool and the rut was kicking in that we wouldn't be seeing one oh 100 percent. because we're seeing young deer and we're seeing does yeah it so we would my, be seeing bigger deer it crossed my mind like you know what scent to use you know every year i've always wanted to try like new things i feel like here i should have just brought a bag of ice like it just dumped around my stand oh. to cool things off. <laughs> it, was so, it, it was just so hot. I like just, I was I've never sweated more hunting in my life than I did on this. Yeah, this, this morning I remember looking at the truck. It was seventy degrees in the morning, six o'clock this yeah morning. before Matt, Matt and I sweated more opening weekend in Kentucky. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure you guys did. I, I actually I did that Kentucky trip once, so I feel your pain on that. That was rough. Yeah. But that's the kind of hunting that we have opened ourselves to, you know, our group. And you guys seem to be very similar because I don't know if it, uh, you guys have never done any guided hunts or. No, like, we're not about outf- that. Like, that outfitters. No. So, yeah. So we we take that route and we suffer a lot. And when it happens, it's awesome. And then there's a lot of just failure. And like there's yeah. a lot of people that will point that out. Oh, you could have spent three thousand dollars and gone to Whitetail Heaven and killed a buck. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, failure, stupid. failure is Are you th- stupid? Why don't you just do that? It's like, I oh, have wait. no interest in it. Yeah. I don't know no if failure is the word to use in this situation. No. But we, we weren't successful in filling our tags, but we were successful in having that experience. 100%. And I agree. I agree 100%. You know, we talked about that with Jared's buck. Like, truly, you know, as much bash as you can get for that being a little forky, packing that thing out and, like, the memories of us hiking down in there and with myrrh and, like, Hanging that thing up in a tree and quartering it out, putting it on our backs and carrying it out of the woods was like something that I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge thing and it sticks with you. And I, I had a similar situation last year in Utah. I shot a, a four-corn mule deer and it was the same thing. We, we packed that thing off the mountain. It was the best time we ever had, yeah. even though it was just a four-corn velvet mule deer. Almost got eaten by a mountain lion. Yeah, a mountain lion came on us when we were really? it up. And then so atta- we think. And then so attacked we- a lady a day later. Yeah, th- there's a whole story on that. I think I remember hearing about that. But like, and you know, it's not, uh, it's not to say that I have this expectation of what I want to shoot everywhere we go, because we go to our private in West Virginia and we kill deer that are similar to what you guys have killed this weekend. So it just, it just, it, each trip is unique in yeah. its own, yeah. you know, its own realm of what's possible. And with how the trip's going, that, that kind of sets the tone on what we're going to want to kill, what we think we're going to be able to kill, our expectations. This trip kind of started off, it started off real high for you guys. Yeah. But then when we got here, the weather started turning, and we started not seeing deer. We started sweating a lot, so it kind of turned our expectations as well. How many cell cameras did you guys have out? Just two. Two two cells and four regular cams, and they've only been out since September 23rd. We had eight, nine. We had nine cell cameras out at in the peak, I started pulling them as we were hunting, but once that temperature hit, mm-hmm. not a single deer in daylight. Everything yeah. shut off. I, the only deer in daylight I had was the one that I passed. I got a picture of him as he walked by me on the cell cam, but that was the only one. That was day one for you, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't get any daylight on the camera. Still don't regret that, by the way. Nah. <laughs> nah, no regrets. <laughs> you regret I, got a, I got a pictures of him on four or five different cameras, actually. That deer was moving around like a mile. <laughs> 
Really? Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's going to be a great deer next year if he can survive the 270 rifle hunters. <laughs> I have no regrets passing him. Oh. And I, I moved that one camera. So we had a camera that was pretty successful. It was actually where I shot my buck last year. But we moved it because there wasn't the sign this year when I got up there. I moved it to this awesome row of scrapes, but they were only being hit at night. I think I got pictures of it. was a pretty nice eight point, but it was at 1230 at night. Yeah. And those were the only yeah, pictures from the whole week. Yeah. What do you guys think about, like, uh, do you, let's talk about, or I'd like to know what your guys' opinion was on where do you think they were at? I think they were, I think they just were on whatever summer pattern they were on before, you know, because I had deer come off the top and come up out of the bottom. So I had both. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think the rut has kicked in at all. So they're still on feeding. No, there's whatever feeding and travel pattern they were on during the summer. I don't think much has changed. The bucks are obviously opening scrapes and rubbing because I, I didn't see that many rubs, but I didn't either. Some of the pictures I had of the bucks, they had, you know. Well, I mean, Kevin's yeah. deer, yeah. obviously. Right. So they were rubbing, but I mean, it just sometimes, like at home, I've noticed things have shifted a little bit more because at home, I'm getting more bucks roaming, new bucks, you know, some more daytime activity, lots of nighttime activity, like multiple bucks hitting things after a doe comes through. So, like at home right now, the rut is closer. It's getting right close. Here. Yeah. But you know, in at home we're running way more cameras than we are here. But and I think these bucks they they were in the same place they were last year. They're just not moving in the daylight because why would they? It's eighty five degrees. Yeah, full moon. It's also degrees. a full moon, so they can just run around all night. We, I mean, you can go outside right now and see clear as day almost. Yeah. yeah. And there has been deer in the evenings with the full moon in the yard. In the yard. Yeah. yeah. The yard. We've seen them multiple times. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess my question was: Do you guys think that they're still like? Do you guys think that they're still traveling the same areas and just not leaving sign down or do you think that they're just not in those areas where we're hunting like do you think that if we would have found let's quote unquote if we would have found the bedding area if we would have found where they're bedding do you think we would have found the sign like within 100 to 300 yards of that bed and they just weren't getting to us producing that sign i think so we're also hunting two. like i guess we could also just throw this in now we're kind of hunting two different areas so we're hunting like um, at least me isaac and ethan we were hunting really small pieces of public they were like landlocked by lots of private and yeah. i know you guys were doing some of that too but you were also hunting the bigger we were ones, hunting right? more of the big stuff so like the big stuff i feel like you can get in and deer don't know exactly where you're coming from because like i just said earlier i was bumping deer every time i go in the woods and it's like they those fire roads so you can access these landlocked pieces of mm-hmm. public land i think they just know where to lay on them and like there's just no way for me to get in there without jumping them before the hunt starts. And I think they're kind of, you know, how many times did I bump a possible shooter buck on the way in? Yeah. And, you know, he since it's warm and there's no reason for him to move, he just went off 150 yards, laid back down, and didn't come my way the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah and th- these pieces of public that we're hunting, they're kind of like the upper tops. So there's lots of oaks. There's lots of oak flats up there. But in the lower areas of the private, there's the creek bottoms and then all the ag. So I think a lot of those deer are just hanging out in those thickets in those creek bottoms, going out in the ag. And there's no reason for them to go up and eat acorns when there's a couple hundred acres of standing soybeans still that we can't hunt, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Murr had found a spot that he really liked in a bottom. And he's arguably like quantity or yeah quantity of deer he probably saw the most out of everybody here and he was hunting strictly a bottom what, so, were, they, what were they eating in that bottom 
White Oak. So if you didn't hear that, he said White Oak. He's sitting in the background listening. But was there a lot of Greenbrier down there? Yeah, it was. Man, I found a couple. That stuff is just. Yeah, they love that Greenbrier. I found a couple huge patches back there, but it's just rough to walk through. Oh, you can't walk. Spend time in it, you know, and that'll wrap you up. I'm pretty sure that's where all the like all the little bugs, chiggers. Yeah, Yeah. we're getting them in that. Yeah, FYI, we're all covered in chigger bites. So it's all over my arms. But I will say one thing, knock on wood, I don't think anybody got into any ticks. One. 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 Found one in his belly when he was playing with himself the first night. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? It was my first tick ever. I've really? never had a tick on me until wow. this trip. I mean, and I'll, I'll look again before I get in the shower, but last, like every day I've checked before I jumped in the shower, and I have not had one on me. I came I back bleeding tonight. Like I got back to the truck and Merce like looking at me and I had blood on my nose, <laughs> covered in sweat. And then and then Ethan's like, they shot a deer, and I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I don't really don't want to go back out in the woods, but I will if I have to. So we kept our clothes on and didn't shower until we got the news you guys are coming back. Yeah. yeah. I was like, All right, I'll go shower now. Well, I appreciate the you guys waiting. But um yeah, anything that you guys want to talk about? We're not gonna make this super long, but I mean, it was. A, I had a great time. I just the weather just like this is one of those ones where you got to soak it up, revisit it in a couple of months, think about it. Like I would love to do this camp again. Um, like kind of like I talked about with Kevin. I think I would yeah. love to do this camp with more of a sliding scale of when we can do it instead of like you know a week from now locking down a week that ends up being eighty degrees and the weather kills us again. Because I, I think I, I couldn't take a fourth year in a row of doing this hot weather hunting. I think we could. I think it's doable. Let's plan for it next year. If if we're gonna decide to come here, let's plan for like a block window of a couple weeks. And I think that I think we might be able to make that work. I mean, I can make that work. It's more about like and I'm pretty sure Isaac could probably make that work with our schedule. So yeah. it's more about like you guys and just making sure like, well, let's have a window open and you know, try to find I can't make any way. promises, right. but I mean, we might be able to talk to our, our bosses. Biggest thing is work, you know? Yeah. yeah. We might be able to talk to our bosses and just say, hey, is it okay? And see what they say. The worst thing that they can say is no, and then we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah. we can kind of do, if, if we know we're going to like, if we know that we're going to do it at some point, we can kind of just have it kind of in our mind and ready. And then maybe like, oh man, you know, the last week of October, we're getting 50 degree highs, like. Let's go to let's go to Indiana for three days. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll call and get the cabin. Like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And our, I would uh, dial in our systems a little bit better. So we're we're so used to hunting at home. We're hunting pre pre set up stands. We're hunting big, you know, box blinds and stuff. It was a little bit rough the first few times setting up our, our sets. Yeah. You know, we're using like Lone Wolf and Novix and what other tree stands are XOP. Using. Lots of XOP. So we're pretty much like stuck in 2015 when it comes to our mobile setups. They're a little bit heavier, yeah. a little bit clunkier. We could probably. You guys need to get a good mobile setup. Yeah, just... we could probably refine those setups a little bit more. I don't know if there's like the 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 weights, the camera stuff, and the way yeah. I, I need to I need to I need is. to get my camera stuff a little bit lighter. That that would help, but and all of us self filming too, so we're all carrying we're carrying Everything. all that weight. Yeah, know, so that makes a little bit yeah. of a difference as well. Yeah. Do you guys ever? Oops, sorry, I just moved the table. Do you guys ever film each other like when you're out of state, or is it always self filming when you're out always. of state? Always. Yeah, self-filming. usually always self filming. Yeah. We kind of we kind of take the route of like somebody has to bite the bullet and not mm-hmm. buy a tag. That's kind of what we've done in the past. And we talked about it a little bit in our podcast the other day because I think we all have our own little styles on like where we want to hunt, what we want to do. That it gets a little bit convoluted when we get two people together. 
because one person might want to do this, the other person might want to do that. So we have a more enjoyable time when we're all hunting separate. I yeah. get it. Yeah. And plus, yeah, I don't really want to hunt with another guy if I'm going to be out there all day on my own by myself on public. Really? Yeah, I just don't like. I don't know. I just I enjoy the solo aspect of. Well, it. the other thing is too is like you guys are brothers, so yeah. it's it's a little bit different because your guys' relationships a little bit different than yeah, obviously we, ours. Yeah. Because I have two buddies that I film exclusive, actually three buddies at home that I film all the time. Like I'm the cameraman for them all the time yeah. at home. And sometimes on a couple out of, like when we go to West Virginia, I'll film too, stuff like that. But when it comes to us, yeah, we're self-filming yeah. every it's, time. Because yeah, cool. those guys aren't filmers, but they love to hunt and they love to be in front of the camera and they love that aspect, but they haven't made the dive into filming yet. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I go with them and it's it's fine. But Yeah. I really enjoyed the camp. Um Memories that'll last forever. Um, I think, I think it was successful on our end. Um, I think the camp atmosphere, as a whole, compared to last year, was a lot better because there was definitely that first year like jitters. You know what I mean? Yeah, not, yeah, oh yeah, not yeah. really knowing each other right. that well. Right. But then, like this year, like I, I don't know if like last year kind of broke the ice. But I, I mean, I, 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 have, I took a nap within six inches of you this week and within six inches of you <laughs> yep. this week. So yep. like, we got pretty close this week. <laughs> well, and plus we've stayed in contact over the past yeah, yeah. year or two right. and stuff too. So, I mean, that definitely helps. Yeah. yeah it yeah. definitely makes for an enjoyable camp. Yeah. yeah. Definitely had a lot of fun this, this time for mm-hmm. sure. I wish wild time would have been able to be here just so we have like that third angle of, yeah. they have their own contrasting style. Yeah. 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 And I know Joey was bummed that he had gigs and his guys are a little bit, uh, so in their wild oats because they're teenagers, so like he <laughs> yeah. can't he can't crowd them all up to do this like as much as he would like to. But we, I would like to keep them in mind for the future. And of course, I'm not going to try too hard to uh, do any advertising for it next time. Like the whole try to get someone else in. Like I, I'll say a little bit, a, a couple things to someone else maybe, but yeah, I'm not going to beg and plead. For I was going to actually any time with us. I was know? actually going to mention that I'm There's very so disapp- many of us as there is. Like I'm very disappointed with the amount of people that told us either a, they were going to come or B, they're like, ah, I'm not really interested. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just, I wish, I personally wish there was maybe like another group or two here. Well, I'm glad there wasn't this year because they would just be struggling like yeah. us. And, yeah. But if it was a good weather year, it would be nice to have some real good, you know, a couple of groups. I would just like to learn like different styles of hunting and just like, you know, like just talk to different dudes and yeah, it's just nice to kind of, sit back and and learn with the reception on that when you ask it's just oh nobody wants not good nobody wants to commit everybody's like oh i gotta stay at home and and chase my big one and it's like i don't know yeah it's frustrating yeah we had a we had a bunch of guys say that and i don't think any of them even hunted this week at home just because of the the crappy weather and well i i know i do know that lane from in the presence was killing deer back at home because he just put a video out i don't know if it was this week that he killed or not but um yeah, I mean, the other guys, and I get it, like, it's kind of a big risk to take five days or six days during, like, the peak pre-rut and go take a risk with people you don't know, I guess. Yeah. But we did, it and it worked out okay. Yeah, so. yeah. And Robert did show up. He, he yeah. was yeah. able to yeah. make it. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. on our podcast, too. He, he was on both of ours, so yeah. we, yeah. Got, we were able to get some. Man over beast. Shout out, Robert. Yeah, I liked him. No, he's yeah, a good he definitely dude. fit in time. well, too. At everybody. first, I'm like looking at him and I'm like, who's that guy? You know, like, <laughs> but like by the end of the week, he, he watches the same movies as me. He's a Packers fan and <laughs> he likes to drink the whiskey, too, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm in. Yeah. No, he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, we get along with him. 
We'll see if he brings his own food next year. <laughs> he'll just rely on Black <laughs> yeah. to feed him. Well, in his defense, we offered him food too, and he's like, he wouldn't take it. But then, like, he'd like at the end of the night, he'd be like, "You got what you got? You got any left?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because he brought like, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, he, he brought like dehydrated my, food. Yeah, he brought oh, like man, like he's he, living on a nah, mountain. Man, nah, well, he cabin. he kind of yeah. thought we were gonna be sleeping in like like he or excuse me, he thought we were staying in a, a campground. Yeah. Like he didn't realize that we had a little cabin rented, yeah, with power and water and a stove, and propane, yeah, a, a, a modern thing. kitchen, yeah, yeah, a shower, yeah. <laughs> so like he he brought all this stuff, and then we're cooking like actual meals, and we're like, here you go, here you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's like you know, back at home feeding a stray cat. He just shows up next year just for the food. <laughs> <laughs> I think he enjoyed it, but no, I he think did. He do. He's coming back next week. So he has a gig. He he works for Trophy Line. He has a gig where he can pretty much hunt when he wants, and um, he's coming back next week when it gets cold. So we'll I'm sure he'll keep us updated on how he does. Yeah, I would love to say I'm coming back too, but I just don't think I'd have it in me. I mean, I would love to if the if it worked out, but we'd have to kill deer at home and. Like, and then you know, yeah, the good the good hunting's yeah. about to start. And then West Virginia's calling my name for an archery hunt too, possibly. And Pennsylvania's calling my name. Like, there's a lot of things I want to do and not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have yeah. this tag bought, so the smart thing to do would be come back here. But it would be. I wouldn't want to do it by myself. I don't think. I mean, I guess I could, but you could, but it wouldn't be near as fun. It's not. Trust me. When I went to Kentucky this year, that was my first time, like truly, doing a solo hunt. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know how Isaac does things like so that. I saw what Isaac did in the past and last year and this year, and I thought to myself that I was going to go to Pennsylvania and do some of that this this fall. But as the fall has progressed, I still haven't done it. And like, it's tough, man. I would like. I mean, I like the romanticized idea of it, but to actually pull the trigger and leave Ohio and go out by yourself and hunt some faraway place, and then if you do kill, you know, I mean, he's a madman. But if you do kill a deer by yourself a mile and a half trust back, me i know you know it's a mental grind man it's like man i gotta quarter this thing take three trips and it's a mile and a half each way plus take my gear out yep. plus like that's just a lot for killing a whitetail yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's a lot but yep. isaac does it so it can't be that bad i don't know you gotta try it you just because you're at your own speed you're not answering anybody you're two thousand miles away from anybody you know it's a whole it's a whole different See, I'm too much of a social butterfly. Like See, I'm not. The I, whole see, time I, I was in yeah. Kentucky, I was like, I hate this because I was by myself. I didn't have the crew with me. And it's like it's just uh, I'd come back to luckily I pulled the camper. Like I didn't sleep in my truck or a tent. So I was in comfort, but like I'd come back to the camper every night and be like, Man, this is like temperatures were awful. Ethan and I were texting a little bit back and forth and it was like a hundred degrees and I'm just like why did I spend, I wasted, a, the whole time I was thinking like I wasted a week's worth of vacation to come down here. The public was kicking my butt. It was just, ugh. Yeah, but if you shot a 150 in velvet. That's the whole. You, you'd remember it forever. Trust me. But, I, then, you, but then you didn't. I, I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's been the goal for the last four years is, ugh. We tried that. We tried the Kentucky. Ethan did it this year, but we tried it like we've talked about in the past. And, and it was. It, it was miserable. It was misery. Like this is this was there was some misery here, but it was fun. Yeah, it was the atmosphere and like and when we were in Kentucky, we did have some fun too, but it was more misery than fun. And yeah. we just chose a random spot on the map. I went to a town and we went to Subway and they 
asked us what we were doing. We said deer hunting, and they laughed at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Because they're like, ah, you might come back in the spring and shoot some turkeys, but there ain't no deer around. Here. <laughs> like, it, I believe them. Where we were, they're just. Oh. But that's the kind of hunting that we subject ourselves to. Yeah, we're used to it now. Yeah, had lots of unfilled tags. I have a, I have a, a a pile store. I know you have a big pile right now, but I have a pile in my basement of like all the unfilled tags I've had over the years, and it's like immense. <laughs> like it's like a stack of papers like this tall. Yeah, awesome. you don't want to know my tags. <laughs> I throw all mine away just out of principle. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I don't keep mine either. If I don't fill a tag, it's it's gone. Well, never, they're taking the I've fun out of it now because all the all the tags are online. Everything's I, I put mine on purpose just yeah. to have it. Yeah, just to look back. Well, I think that wraps up the Indiana series. Unless you guys got something else, no that that's all we that's all we got from Indiana. I'm gonna go watch the Pacific and eat some chips and <laughs> drink some beer on the couch in there and relax. Sounds like everybody's packing up. Uh, maybe tonight, tomorrow morning. Got a big storm coming in, and uh, probably head back home to Ohio where things are getting really hot. Looks like next week. Not hot as in temperature, but hot as in like deer. movement. Yeah, deer, sorry, deer activity. Thank you for Don't clarifying. Don't say the H word, man. Yeah, <laughs> I meant I meant buck movement. Yeah. Looks like next week, like uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, might be some all day sits. I was actually telling the guys when we were in the truck. Imagine what twenty degrees is going to feel like that now that we're used to this. Oh, it's gonna be, oh, we're going to be gonna we're going to be freezing. It's yeah. going to be cold. We're going to be absolutely freezing because we've been we've been outside hunting in this for a week. T-shirts. And then we're going to yeah. go home, and it's going to be 30 degrees, and we're going to be... Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Especially <laughs> with what I've had on trail camera up here. I've had, like, arguably one of the best weeks of cell camera activity of my life this week from back at home. Back home. Oh, it's been incredible. It's incredible. And go home and smack one. That's the plan. <laughs> Why don't you guys plug yourselves real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Simon Brothers Outdoors um, and we host the Deer Shot Podcast and also check out the Leaky John Boat Company YouTube, Instagram, the whole nine yards and then we have our individual stuff but we're really pushing that that. we're really pushing that Deer deer Shot Podcast it's something a little bit different but cool and what's what's dropping Sunday? Sunday's Luke's video the October Mega 8 his biggest archery buck and he did a phenomenal job filming the entire thing he had multiple encounters it's, couldn't it's a, i couldn't it's ask good, for him to do any more than he did it's a good a, video yeah, i mean a near 158 point that he dedicated to season two and it worked out perfectly yeah yeah that's all that needs to be said it was we, awesome we've been dropping hints about that all week here on the podcast yeah justin so, actually justin czar just dropped us a hint on the pinch point podcast today sweet and i gave luke a little shout out and stuff so I guess the pressure's on for the video. <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure everybody will like it. Uh, Caleb gave us a little sneak peek while we were here, and with our .7 MBS internet speed, it looked, yeah, it was oh, man. <laughs> it looks so bad on that TV. I, it's fine. It's 4K in real life, so when you go home and watch, it'll be 4K. Yeah, Luke kind of looked like one of the Minecraft. People, you know? <laughs> like, the pixelation was so bad. Like this internet here is terrible. <laughs> <sighs> Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you for inviting us yeah. again, guys. Yeah, no um, problem. I'm sorry about the weather. <laughs> I mean, obviously we can can't control it. Next can time you guys it. are talking to God, give him a real good like <laughs> ribbing about how bad this weather was. <laughs> we'll pray for it next Man. year. <laughs> but yeah, but, it was fun. I enjoyed it. No, we had encounters. We saw deer. You guys saw deer. Yeah, you mean, guys have been podcasting all week about the deer you guys have seen and. 
killed. Been drinking Bush well, Light I wouldn't movie. say we we really haven't been seeing a lot. Like, yeah, a couple here, there, a yeah. couple here, there, and truly, we're like truly, we are very blessed to have the opportunities that we've had because every opportunity that we've had, we've almost capitalized on. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, trust me, we're not seeing a lot of deer. We're just getting lucky. Yeah. So. 100%. Are you guys yeah. doing another one after this? Yeah, we're going to do one with his, and then we'll wrap it up. Cool. For, for the final day. Black, also. best of luck to you on this one, man. Yep. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're going <laughs> to put you front and center on this one, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, well, thanks again for joining us and uh, the thanks. invite out here again. We've had a blast. Yeah. So doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You can always be born again, and born again is out. Peace.